Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here, and it is wonderful to have your company today for episode... 249. This week on Toy Power, we hit up a vintage toy line retrospective looking at the Centurions, and then we jump into another instalment of the Toy Power Quiz. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. And Frank. Hello, hello. All right, and it's exciting times because uh, I think this really comes off the back of one of our patrons, Matthew Teal, who is... Uh, he apparently doesn't like it when we use his full name. Right, he it sounds he's, like he's, he's in trouble. He's been naughty. So what is it? it what I want to know, Matthew Teal, what is your nickname? Do, do the boys call you Teelo or T-Bomb or what? what is it? <laughs> Tell us. Yes. I and mean, then we can... Just we Matt. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah just probably. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm overthinking it, aren't I? <laughs> well, and, and look, this is an interesting one because this marks the first occasion where we've gone back and we're going to do a redo. Because we have re- done this we, before. We have done we? it. We used to have a segment that got uh, shelved. It, it mm. Two-minute pitch. It's called yep. the two-minute pitch. Yep. And the idea was everyone would have two minutes to try and sell the other person on a toy line. And... I think this is one of those ones we did under the two-minute pitch mm-hmm. rather than the vintage toy line, which meant sure. to be a deeper dive. So we're going to go back and we're going to do this one a little bit more fulsomely, mm-hmm. but uh, on the back of... Uh, fulsomely, that's a good uh, word. Wholesomely, I don't know what it is. <laughs> more complete, more completely. So we're going to do that. E- extremely. Yes. We're, yeah, we're going to... Boom. Power extreme. Um, so we'll do that. This one's for you, Matt. Um and uh, and we might also re- redo the visionaries Ooh, at some time when we've yes. got a, maybe an, an expert uh, Which to, is to help us. us out. That's yeah. right. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. Vintage Twilight Retrospective. You've got to come back with me. Does it get those wonderful toys? You're an action figure. You're a monkey, All right, so I just want you to to set the scene so you're sitting in the boardroom of Kenner in 1985 snorting cocaine yeah, yep, which it. is probably <laughs> what a lot of those guys doing the <laughs> Masters of the Universe naming conventions uh. <laughs> um, so you're in the boardroom of Kenner and it's 1985 so think about the toy landscape that you're sitting in and so like you've got Star Wars you're coming off potentially Star Wars is sort of wrapping up um, you might have Mask, about ready, ready, ready to you know, it's rolling out, and um, which are predominantly transforming vehicles mm. with very small action figures. What are you, what are you envisaging? What what's your competition? What's going to be the next big thing that you're going to launch as a toy line? Well, if I'm if I'm Kenner, I want something that's big and bold to compete with uh, Transformers, right? Yep. So you got to have lots of guns. Uh, you that, want that sort of... also would have been uh, when Masters was absolutely at its peak when yes. they were, when they were conceptualizing yeah. 80, this idea. Eighty five, right? Uh, yeah. They would have been like, oh man, Mar- this new barbarian, yep. you know, sci fi uh, so, thing is doing yeah. crazy. And so. part of part of what made that so Masters big was literally the size. They That's were the right. biggest action figures going around, yep. other than you know, you sort of your original GI Joe stuff, but. The, the, the physicality of those yeah. figures. So you want something that's big. You want something that's got guns. Uh, you know, you uh, want something that's got a bit of color. Yeah, I, I think, think I think you're right. And I think you're going up against the most powerful man in the universe. So we need guns. You need lots of guns. Guns. You need power. You need more than just power. You need power <laughs> extreme. How man many and times machine. are we going to run that on the show? <laughs> man and machine power extreme. And that's exactly what we got. And, and I think it's interesting in that perspective. You're coming off Star Wars. You've done three and three quarter inch figures really because you've got to sell vehicles and you can't do, you know, 5.5 inch, six inch figures and put them in a, an X-Wing or put them in a Falcon. 
you've done mask again, which makes sense to do the smaller figure. You really want to make the focus the figure. Yeah, we build the figure around the, the, the vehicle. The vehicle around, around the, the figure. figure. Yeah, it's all about the figure, and yeah, then yeah, right. we put the and that that it's a, to me in a in a strange way for the context. This line coming out in 1986, the context of the toy landscape, it sort of makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And it's no surprise that Kenner launched this one as as they did. You know, obviously they got the the Ruby Spears cartoon to debut to sort of get the interest and then get it released and put the figures on. But it had mass media tie-ins, mm. so they 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 thought this was gonna you know this was the way to market action figure lines was to do the cartoons, do the lunch boxes, yep, do the everything. comics, you know, the DC Comics tie-in, do all that sort of thing. Coloring in books, Col- yeah, uh, yeah. Don't just go on to that extreme length. <laughs> Right. I'm going to need a counter for that. That's two already. <laughs> Have a drink, guys. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, we're talking about Centurion's Power Extreme. Um, and the tagline, as we said, was... Which, which is brilliant writing. We had some great... Actually, we had Larry Dottilio writing for this, who was uh, a writer on He-Man and Shearer. He wrote, I think, the five-part Shearer um, Secret of the Sword mm. um, and was involved in Masters and um, Shearer. So... They came up with Man and Machine Power Extreme. And again, like I said, this was crafted around a sort of multimedia franchise spearheaded by the Ruby Spears cartoon. And it was animated in Japan by Nippon Sunrise Studio 7. So the animation is pretty decent. Like for for its time, it, Mm. it looks pretty nice. Now, Frank, I remember back to a question you had in the two-minute pitch on this. And it was, the question was, how many episodes did Centurions get? Mm. Was it syndication? Yeah, it was. It made syndication? It made uh, made, uh, 65. 65, Yeah, it made syndication. So it came out with a five-part mini-series followed by 60 episodes, Mm -hmm. so 65 in total, which which I remember being surprised by in the two-minute pitch that it got that many episodes. But um, the premise... Is in the near future of well, the twenty first century. Should we just? Yep. Should, should we we'll, just play it? We'll get there. Yeah, the, <laughs> okay. the cyborg mad scientist Doc Terror seeks to conquer the Earth and turn its inhabit inhabitants into robot slaves. I think he had many nefarious schemes, but yes. one of them was well, he's cybernetic. Let's Why make, not? F- same for everybody. You know, if it works in Spider Man, um, <laughs> for, for the lizard, love. you know. Lizard, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's assisted by his cyborg companion Hacker and an army of robots. Hey. You don't want to hear this from me. Let's hear it from the Centurions themselves. In the near future, Doc Terror and his cyborg companion hacker unleash their forces to conquer Earth. Only one force can stop this evil, a handful of brave men. In specially created exobrains, they can be transported anywhere to fuse with incredible assault weapon systems being down from the space station sky vault Becoming Man and Machine Power Extreme. Max Ray, Brilliant Sea Operations Commander. Jake Rockwell, Rugged Land Operations Specialist. Ace McLeod, Daring Air Operations Expert. Whatever the challenge, they are ready. Centurion. And it's interesting there in the open. It probably uh, would need a tweak for today's audience. But oh, I've got a chubby. <laughs> <laughs> but they they talk about you know brave brave men, brave men. Brave men. Who can save the world? But three th- brave white men. Yeah, but, like <laughs> well, that did change. I'll talk a little bit about that. But Crystal Kane, who is a female operative, that is up in the space station sky in the, in vault. the justice league watchtower yeah well, yes pretty much with <laughs> with an orangutan and i think sam's pet dog <laughs> That's um right. they, they, she's up there but really strictly speaking she's probably got the most dangerous role of them all you know like you're orbiting in the space station you better not get it wrong That's otherwise right. you're gonna be th- you know otherwise you're, zapping. Shoot, you're shooting it through dimension x back to uh, <laughs> <Shredder> <laughs> and stuff crane gets a hold of the uh power extreme suits Anyway, but I um, anyway, yeah. Look, and that's that's the opening. So, look, in a nutshell, elite commando group, and they originally comprised those three members, which are, are aptly named to <laughs> signify. That's, that's what got me. Yeah, the names. It, it's it's brilliant. Like <laughs> you can remember it. Like 
I can remember these names because it fits in with yep. air, sea, water. Mm. Sam Rockwell, you know, it's fantastic. Ace McLeod and Max Ray. Uh, <laughs> it just, it's brilliant writing, I think. For kids, right? Like, this is fantastic. But importantly, later they were um, joined by Rex Charger and John Thunder. And we'll, we, they had prototype figures we'll talk about a little bit later mm. on, but very, very cool. And I think one was... Um, uh, Native American okay. as well, so yeah. that's that's for the diversity very, very cool for a show like this. I, I think Mask did it very well as well in terms of Mask the different was very ethnicities. Diverse at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Crystal Kane. Now, what she did is she sat up in Sky Vault <laughs> with with the orangutan. <laughs> of course, you need an orangutan just to keep things in order up there on a space station. <laughs> um, but what would happen is she, they had teleportation, and if you were wearing the exosuit, they could. Beam it down. Mm. Beam it down to your exosuit and fire you up and give you the bits of equipment you needed for your operation. And um, so... That- so for anyone who's never seen this, can we just talk to physically yeah. what we're looking at here? These are large, what are they, 9-inch? Almost 10-inch uh, figures? Like- I thought they were 7-inch. But they're big, right? Yeah. Like they're big figures. Um, and, and essentially they're covered in, I think it's about 7 portholes on the front. Seven on the back, and then there's portholes on the arms yeah. and legs. And, yeah, the idea is that the exosuit components, the weaponry, would mm. click in using yeah. pins. So it was almost like, uh, almost like sort of, if you imagine, Lego on a figure type yeah, thing. Pretty like, much. It's a really, whilst they had, you know, standard configurations of this is how it's represented on the show, this is what it's like on the box art, you could plug... 18 guns onto their yep. wrist if that's what you so desired and I think that's one of the really cool things about it it's that it takes that Lego mentality of hey make your own creation make your own weapon system and, and go nuts DIY DIY attack suit things yeah yeah now and they're very cool like they're, they're they look you know when when they're naked and they've got nothing attached to them I always found them a little bit like the gimmick kind of sport the sculpt to some extent mm. um i don't i don't necessarily see it that way now i i have a i've got a pretty large collection of these um i've got i've got most of the figures um most of the accessory packs as well and the designs aesthetics on particularly on some of the the vehicle attachments are just beautiful like they look really really nice um in terms of their styling and the colors like you said you know um, Ace McLeod, he's blue with silver, and um, you know Max Ray, green and black, and, and the the vibrancy of the colours yes, really the stand colors out. Like pop. yeah, and then all the different accessories like just are beautiful. So we got the the line basically lasted one one wave, one series of figures, and we got the three Centurions, and um, each of them. So like I've got pictures here, so you mm-hmm. see Ace McLeod. They all come with helmets. Yep. And then they come with about, you know, 10 different, you know, jetpacks and guns. And they're all cast in different colours. So it was taking the Barbie and the G.I. Joe-esque formula and selling you a figure. And then you'd go and buy the fashionable accessories, you know, to to build up your figures or to create different aspects and things. Yeah. Which which is a proven formula that has worked time and time again throughout the... 50s, 60s, 70s, sure. uh, you know, 100%. 80s. So I think it's a genius idea, but in the end, you've only got, what, five, maybe six, if you include the robot, six characters. actual characters. Mm. Yep. And you've got, what, 20 different, you know, fashionable yep. outfits. You know, like <laughs> when I now I say that in yep. air quotations for the, um, the, up, the upgrade. I, I would call them accessory packs, ultimately. Yeah. yeah. That, that click into the figures. Now, the, the, the default ones they come with are relatively light on you yes. know they still got jet packs and a couple of rockets and stuff but you get some of the larger packs and it's you're literally oh. building a submarine yep. around these characters with massive you know jet engines and these sorts of stuff you're building half a plane you yeah, know or tanks. A, a, yes. tanks and yeah all this, it, it's really really cool stuff like that it, it aesthetically you're right it looks it looks really cool they look great yeah, yeah the designs are really nice it's sort of that it's futuristic military but it's some of it harkens back to you know, like the the submarine mm. scuba gear, kind yeah. of. It's got the dome, and it's got yeah. you know, it, they look like it it exists sort of in the real world as well. So I, I I like that element to it. And also carded figures, they come in a triangular box, which is just they're a weird box yeah. shape. Yeah, yeah, they're they're unusual. They they are hard 
to come Very by carded. Yeah. Um, Fresh had the three of them carded and he right. sold them. Oh, oh so, no. Yeah. Naughty, naughty. Oh, I'd love. To, I, 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 I've got a loose collection of these, and I've got a few of the. I think I've got like the um, orbital interceptor and um, the weasel. I think mm. um, boxed, but yep. but yeah, they're they're really nice. The the two bad guys. I actually had one as a kid. I had Doc Terror as a kid. He was the only one I had, so mm. I couldn't really. The great thing about uh, so Hacker and Doc Terror, they they're slightly different in the sense mm. that they split. Down, down the middle, middle. Mm. so you can kind of like you know get drones and attach them to the other half or you could get like you know hackers left side and attach it to doc terror's right um i always like there's um doc terror has this kind of on his other side he's almost got like this second drone head mm-hmm. that sits on his shoulder and when you rotate it it moves the, the arm, arm yep. up and down and i always like putting his helmet kind of like on that little metal drone head and sort of oh, you know just keep like a helmet it stand yeah a little helmet <laughs> stand and he like um i think with hacker you spin his like yeah he's got arm. like an alternate arm that's almost got like a, a bombing knocker type thing yeah. with two weapons and it's big and it's chunky and you, you press it and the um oh yeah you that press spins, it and it spins it? around Turns, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and uh one of like doc terra's arm attachments on his very robotic arm has a you know like a claw and it shoots this kind of missile thing as well. So that, like, from memory, I even though I just had the one, I couldn't really do much with him. I always enjoyed like clicking him apart, yeah. turning the bits, shooting the different uh, weapons and stuff. So I thought they were they were really cool. Um, now now I've just got some pictures here. Obviously, we try to convey this, but like, I picked out a couple of my favorites um, for the exo suits. And down here we've got the depth charger. That was which always is, my favorite. Oh, as a kid. I like, never had it. Yeah, but it's the one that you would look at and go, "Oh, that just looks so cool!" Like yep. you're literally, you know, he's got these massive missiles out the front. He's got the depth chargers at the back. It's got a little periscope on it. It's got a bubble that you can, you know, yep. see the character's head through and stuff. He's got these massive sort of turbines that attach at like an ankle level. It's just so cool. <laughs> I remember I was uh, looking on Facebook one time and they had that yellow uh, ball that goes yes. for that thing. I'm like, oh, sold on that. I need it for my turtle lair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> and they're, they're like, no, that's, uh, that's uh, for the Centurions. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. Very so, you similar. Know, there goes another day where I don't have my yellow. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm looking I do, up. I do have You've it now. You've got it now. I've yeah. got it now. The, but um, uh, at the time I was like, yes, I found it. But no, it it's wasn't like, to be. It's like, a, what is it, an underwater mine yeah, or a, yeah. a mine. But the the... Mine points are smaller on oh, this, okay. and they're more of a spike on. And I'm on sure the, there's a connection yeah. point, whereas yes. the other yeah. one is a, a yeah. proper sphere. Um, the other one I love is is a vehicle for Sam Rockwell called the Detonator, and yeah. it's essentially like a, a helicopter slash plane. Yeah, well, see, this is the, he's meant to be the, oh, the, that, the ground guy. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. And so, <laughs> if I was Ace McCloud, I'd be like, "Stay out of the skies, buddy. Yeah, that's yeah, my territory." He is. Uh, he's eating his, his sandwich, cutting his sandwich. Yeah, isn't he? I but, think it's meant to be one of those sort of you know just hovers above the ground type type things. In fairness, but I mean, the only other thing I would say about this as a concept is you, you run into a little bit of the Aquaman scenario, right? You've got the guy who's under that's underwater. Yep. His, his motif is water, so. I'm guessing, I haven't seen any of the cartoon, I'm guessing a lot of their episodes took place, I don't know, in San Francisco where there's a lot of where's water. A yeah, there's a big bay to, you know, for him to splash around in because if they go anywhere inland, he'd be like, hey guys, I'm over here. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me know oh, when there's, there's a river. Wa- I'm, I'm available, I'm available. <laughs> let me know when there's a water mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like- yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah de- no, definitely. It's, it's one of those things. Like, it's cool as a toy to tell it as a story. And that, maybe that's, you know, he can... They beam him away for, for those <laughs> missions. I had uh, I had a couple of sea bats. I think sea bat was a bit of a tricky one uh, to get, and, and it's basically uh, like a um, underwater kind of scuba scuba gear that goes with him. But it's got these uh, six different hoses that oh, connect, they would be and they they on mine. I don't attach them because they went so brittle. They yeah. basically, you know, petrified into into, mm-hmm. into shape. So. A um, few things like that. But otherwise, the quality on these, from what I found, like they're really solid, they're durable. durable. They're big and, yep. Yeah, not a lot of broken parts, uh, which are which are really cool. And you, when you reacquired these, you said the connection, um, you know, points, a lock 
tight. They're not loose or anything. Yeah. No, they lock really well. Yeah. And like looking at um, the depth charger, like it's such a long vehicle. So like the bit that goes into his chest, you know, is almost like half a figure length and the bit that goes at the back again. So it's mm. like longer than a figure. And then he's got these feet kind of bits that go onto his like um, ankle joints. And then to like support it, there's structures, like there's struts that go from the back of the vehicle and sort of pin in to uh, just to support so it, it up. So it does, yeah, because of the yeah. size, you're building yep. like an actual vehicle on top of him. So that they engineered it really, really well. And obviously for that all to fit, those connections need to you know work really well, and they they do. So there's something there's something magic in it in that there's like a little inner piece to it that kind of helps with the click so it's not it doesn't kind of to me doesn't seem to wear with time mm. yeah um, nice which yeah, is that's which is fantastic good. so um now on the baddie side there was the doom drone striker and the doom drone traumatizer now this is the <laughs> one I, I don't the the doom drone striker is is pretty cool it sort of looks more like a, a jet plane in yeah. blues and grays um, but, you know, again, you could put half of that on one of your bad guys. But the Doom Drone Traumatizer, he sort of looks more like a ground assault vehicle with a drill in the middle. And um, I, I, do you remember? This is the one I don't have. I no, feel like I this never is had a, one. I had, a hard I had, to get one. I had the, the Striker, yeah. and that's, you know, I could, uh, that little chest piece in the middle actually comes out as like a little uh, drone. So the head tilts back on a bit of a spring, and you can actually remove that centerpiece. And you know it's meant to be a, a, a little drone that flies around. Yeah. But yes, this uh, the traumatizer never had this one. Never, never held one in my hands. Yeah, yeah. He he looks cool. I'd love love to get my hands. It looks on that. very very anime style. You think like a you know robot army. I'm thinking even Iron Man two. You sort of yep. You know drones that show up in that movie. So. Yeah, he's definitely he's got almost like that Iron Munger girth mm. to him. So that's yeah. And, and really I think cool. that headpiece spins around, so it becomes like a cannon nozzle. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking. Yeah. It rotates it's down and yep. you can is it meant to be a drill or a it's cannon like a drill yeah i don't know it's um it's not something else that's uh <laughs> good <laughs> so red rock put him excited, away isn't it? put yeah. him away folks <laughs> um dc comics did a a four issue comic book series and like i said before this had the works in terms of you know sticker books and lunch boxes and even a couple of video games for the commodore 64 and the spectrum so you know, it shows the amount of effort that they went to mm. to kind of push this yeah. toy line. Because it all starts with a toy line, right? Yeah. Let's not How do we make sell any the bones toy line? about make it. Make it yeah. sell on everything else. Like, um, mm. Now, I put here, we've got a section on unproduced toys, and I put the title, Ben, it's time to cry yeah. some sad tears yeah, for I you. Yeah, I can see a beautiful <laughs> uh, glow-in-the-dark character here yeah. that I just like... <laughs> Maybe if they produced this guy, it would have hit my radar as a kid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Rex Rex Charger, I think he was the energy ops specialist. Because when you're talking about Power Extreme, you need an energy specialist, right? Like, cause, <laughs> and he's been too. He's been he's been too close to the nuclear reactor, and he glows. So, but he's cool. He's sort of. He, I think, is pretty much a reuse of the Centurions, but cast is it Rex in... Char- is he the chat, or is it John Thunder? Who's the... Nah, John Thunder is the... Uh, I think he's the... Native American. Native American. Okay. Um, what, what is he? Covert Ops Specialist. Um, uh, maybe I've got it wrong. Well, I mean, it would, be pretty, it would be pretty poor form to make the covert uh, officer <laughs> the guy who glows in the yeah, dark. Yeah, no, no, he's like... not. No, no, that's right. He, he's he's the Native American guy. But but the glow night mission. <laughs> <It's> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sub me out. Sub me out. Um, but he's in a. So he's obviously cast in glow in the dark plastic. But he's got like red underneath. Mm, I think the the red. Highlight. So so yeah, it just works really well to me in non glow in the dark mode. Um, so they're, they're kind of I think and they made an appearance later on in the cartoon oh, right. so um, and, and I, I have seen this prototype of the um, the operations specialist show up in store so he's obviously they got prototypes that made it you know and, the, and these these are yeah these are pretty um, final looking um, figures the coolest thing of this unproduced line is a thing called the cybervore shark and it's it's basically a purple and gold shark with it's got it's on wheels it's got like a wheel and gun system it's got orange <laughs> guns it's got rocket firing fish guns um turbo booster jet 
you know, underwater jetpacks. And then there's a cybervore panther. Now, these split into, mm. like, so in the middle of the animal, split them in two, and you can take, like, the front of the shark, put a panther panther legs on it, <laughs> or you can have, you know, panther head with a shark tail, it so you can have this swimming panther. It looks like a seal. <laughs> yeah, like, it looks like, know, yeah. It is. It's essentially a seal. Like I mean, Transformers have done a number of, like, sharks when you think of Beast Wars and stuff. This is cooler than all of them. Yeah. Like, look at it. That is just the, the gold and the, the, the sculpting on the eyes and the teeth and... And it comes on his little stand, so he doesn't need to be, you know, relying on the water missions to to do some damage. Yeah, exactly. A number of the uh, sort of accessory vehicle attachments that were unreleased, um, including the Gatling guard, which went with the glow in the dark figure. So just on that, that looks very yeah. much like the uh, GI Joe mask figure yeah. that came out the with the. It does. Um, Matt Tracker, uh, the Matt, Matt Tracker. Tracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. It, it's very. Um, you know, with the helicopter type thing and the Jet front pack. harness. Yeah. Yep, yep. It looks really cool, especially the glow and dark feature. I really, really like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, an awesome auger, which is <laughs> essentially a big drill machine and a few extra ones. There was the strato strike and the thunder knife. So Jesus, the thunder knife is enormous. <laughs> it's oh gosh. It's like a, a, um, you know, like, corn harvester or something yeah. like you know combine harvester yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's huge yeah, yeah. They're, they're probably not practical to wear in reality like you'd, you'd probably it, these these devices would rip you apart um but the, the whole point is that they they you know beam down or whatever from this space station so this mission involves we need to harvest all this corn to save the day <laughs> better get out the combine harvester thunder like, knife thunder knife he's yeah. needed yeah <laughs> that, look they're they're super cool toys they they are a nice size i think like to my mind i mean if you talk about gi joe real american and uh, prior to real american hero so the gi joe you know mm. doll size but after that there's not a lot of the big figures yeah. until you get into Centurions, and then I think Brave Star is sort of in that same where, scale. Where but did Thundercats? What year? I reckon they they're. Uh, Thundercats what, is they? Eight, I want to say eighty-seven. Right. Yeah, they Am could I be. Right? They could be around that eighty-six, eighty-seven. They're around a similar, but I reckon they're just slightly smaller Small. for the most part. Yep. Like because Thundercats is an interesting line in that they all vary in scale. It's yeah. one of those lines that doesn't I, keep it really consistent. I'd say your Centurions are probably close to the Mumra scale, like full yeah. size yep. Mumra is probably yep. the closest right. representation. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Now, moving forward a little bit, right? We had we talked about ramen toys. Well, there's been nothing. Since, well, there's been well, nothing. Since, since Zero. Centurions. Yeah. Zero. Yep. There has been nothing, and there's been hardcore fandom around the place, and then bang, out of you know left field. Uh, Ramen Studio comes along and well, says, "Right, we're 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 um you know turning on the machine. Go, we're gonna we're gonna do extreme. We're gonna do eighties commando. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> so. To me, it wasn't an official license, but no. um eighties commanders because there was just sorry to backtrack a bit, but was there not a question? I think there was a question in a Patreon going, "Is there any predictions that you guys that we've said on the show that have come true?" Now, if I recall, we had a segment or a question go around that was. What what dormant license do you think is due? What's due for uh you know what would you love to see get another lease on life? And I'm pretty sure I called out Centurions at the time, going, you know, they're they're figures that you can you can customize your own things. There's Lego on a figure, bang, do yeah, it. Well, I mean, rewinding a long way back, and I hate to plug my own segment, but like <laughs> the, my you know when we did our create your own toy line, that's yes. what I based it around that yeah. using the plug hole system of Centurions. Mm. With the um, grand dollar gram of mask vehicles, and mm. I even sort of got one of the Matt Tracker vehicles and measured it up to sort of get a really good idea, and I based that all around Mad Max. Yeah, you know, yeah, so that's like right. I, ju I just borrowed that idea concept, and you know, it just sounded like such a cool toy line because you could just build whatever guns and things you wanted yeah. onto these cars, and the more you collect, the bigger yes. car and yep. crazy you could go. That's so. right. The, the the concept is fantastic, I think, and uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a, a a concern that they haven't done it uh, properly, you know, since. Yeah, and and just yeah, I think they're good points. It almost you know because this line didn't make it into a second wave, mm. and it's interesting to go well, what went wrong? And I think a big to me a big part of this is the quality of the line, is that it, and the size of the figures is it was an expensive line, and yes. you are at the end of the day competing with smaller lines. 
He-Man was relatively cheap, right, in terms of the figures. Um, you know, Transformers was still doing pretty well at that in that '86 sort of time slot. Yeah, you, you did have a lot of competing stiff forces, stiff yeah. competition. So, mm. this is what I find so interesting about the mid '80s of toys because you you know you were trying to bring something in that was novel, that had its own gimmick or feature that mm. would separate. Um, how, how, that, this is a pretty robust wave one though for it's you solid, know, yeah. So how many you know add-on packs and char- so you got five characters plus. The two, um, you know, random robots. No, oh, no, no. The, oh, the bad guys. Yeah. Yep. The, yep. So, so you got three Centurions. Mm-hmm. You got the two main bad guys. Then you got their two little airshipped and ground, um, you know, missile red rocket thing. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, how many accessory packs were there? Well, I've got eight, eight here. So two air, two sea, three land, and then the the drone striker, right? The bad guy one. Plus, I think I don't know whether that uh, traumatizer was ever fully released so there would have been about but seven accessory packs yeah to- in that and that's in that just first wave, wave. That's, yeah. that's pretty dead like it's done. good isn't cool. it I think that's yeah. a, a very impressive that's a you know Toxic Crusaders style mm. let's you know or they, they obviously invested a lot of money in this yeah thing clearly you know. they did yeah, yeah. But it's a good point because then you go, well, let's assume it does get to wave two. I think people are going to want more figures. You can't just be no. forever designing new guns and submarines no, you can't. and accessory you can't. And packs you can, to go on. And you can see with like, the um, the panther, the shark, and those yeah, two other they've characters, that. They've, they've got the ball rolling. And it, who would say if they got another seven accessory packs to go you know, deeper still? Mm. Would have been very cool. And 65 episodes... Of a cartoon, that's yeah. nothing to shy away from. That's a pretty huge commitment as well. Mm. I'm just trying to think, like, so we'll talk about the ramen toys stuff in a second. But if this was to be f- properly rebooted, and Kenner do it, or you know, whoever owns the license, Hasbro, Hasbro own it, do they? Hasbro owned Kenner, don't they? Oh, I suspect. Yeah, yeah, well, I suspect. I don't that's know if they point. still have it or if they'd have yeah. to relicense. Like, it. what what would it need from a a character roster to be successful now. Now we've we've spoken to the diversity part already. I think you also need some. You know, you've got three males. Yeah. Why not have three females as well? Oh, like, you need at least one female. I think that that girl yeah. from the um the Watchtower needs to be. Yeah, she would have it. her own figure, like a Watchtower. Pl- what are they calling that? A playset. Yeah, playset. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, what's the actual name of it? Sky, not Skynet. Sky Vault. Sky Vault. Yeah. Sky of course. Net, you get Terminators involved. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I think to your point about it being expensive, this has got to be a six-inch line. It would have to be. If you were to, be, to do it yeah. in the, the the now market, I think so. Yeah, mm. that's right. Uh, look, I think it it definitely it, it's it'll be interesting to see how Ramen Toys sells. Um, we'll, do, we'll get we'll get to that. that now that's like a niche collector line, but I think this has the potential to be a very kid friendly sort of line. Mm. Um, and I think it would face. Uh, and I don't know. I I haven't identified or pinpointed what the demise was. Mm. Like I surmise in the in its demise that it was. <laughs> it just sounds terrible. Demise. <laughs> I, I'm thinking it's it it ended because of the competition, right? Yep. Like it, if if this had launched in another era. It could have been, to me, quite a big thing. Now it might be that maybe the show didn't resonate as much as a fantastical show about you know sorceresses and, and um, he mans and most powerful Mutants. men, you know, or yeah, transforming yeah. aliens yeah. from another planet. We got spa- you got operatives that have guys suits. with guns. Yeah, like yeah. so maybe it's not quite as uh, appealing or fantastical. The toys are really good, but maybe they've come at a time where. People are invested in He-Man. They want the next thing. They're invested in Transformers. That, to me, is the only thing that kind of, you know, mm. pulls pulls it out and 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 kills it. Um, but I think it would face a similar issue in a modern mainstream toy that is that it's an expensive toy to kind of make. Like it it, it and and today it's all about known properties and and cheaper toys that they get out. Mm. So that to me is the question mark. I think it would make a great toy if they could could do it. Yeah. And um I think it would be something that even in today's toy market is sort of fairly unique in its play feature. Um but I think again it's it's probably a, a hard sell for a toy company to invest in a line like this. Mm. I think as well like it's the whole Barbie and G.I. Joe thing that I talked about earlier, like you're, you're essentially selling a um, outfit by itself. 
well, that, without the figure. Yeah. You, you need to sort of combine them. You need to make the figure different each time and sell them together. You know, yeah. like, oh, this is battle damaged, you know, Max Rockwell or whatever his name is yep. with with the, um, you know, jetpack, you know, and have it yes, that, that damaged as well. Yep. You know, oh, this is um, whoever, uh, Ray Fillet or whatever his name is. <laughs> And um and then, I love and, the mashup of names. It's and great. Like, and just you know, just Ray Um, just you know, something different. So, something yeah. um, you know, him clean shaven, or yeah, he's got alternate head sculpt, yeah. or yeah, yeah. Or this is this is the stealth version of Ace McCloud sort of yeah. thing, and he's a, in a darker shade of blue yep. sort of type thing. Yeah, yep. yeah, I agree. I think there's only so many of those accessory packs you could do in the modern day where people just go, no, nah, I'm happy to just get one or two, but they need to come with a, a figure. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. the whole thing's... Other, otherwise, you agreed. need to keep the original three or the regular characters evergreen. Keep yes. refreshing. And, yeah. and uh, then you just... And then once the, f- the accessories stop selling, you all of a sudden you look at your warehouse, holy crap, I have figures. over yeah. a thousand you know, of these figures and, and no one's buying them. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Well, moving on to Ramen Toys. So they came out with their 80s Commanders figures and originally some some of the things, they, they went with a more, I don't know, like if you were to see these in a movie, let's, let's paint them like they're in a movie rather than like they're a toy. So mm. they were all a little bit more muted in their color tones. They were a bit more generic in their face sculpts. They didn't really look like the, the characters from the cartoon. And, and bear in mind, this is an unlicensed line. Um, they were, they had a bit of grittiness. Didn't yeah, they? They a bit of grittiness, a bit of, uh, bit of weathering. World, yeah, real weathering. world weathering, Star Wars yep. weathering, so to speak. So, which I liked. I thought that was a cool upgrade for yes. a, for a person that never had them as a kid and still yeah. doesn't. I thought thought that was a really uh, nice uh, add and something that they could do. You know, this is them all weathered, not mm. damaged, but this is them after a battle and they've won. But yeah, yep. So so they had a fairly large window. I think Ramen Toys said, look, um, yeah, there were pre-orders and you could basically get in on them. I think it was pretty much one of the very first things Ramen Toys mm. did. So, and, and like even to this date when I was looking up for this episode, they don't even seem to have a website. It's all seems to be through their Facebook, yes. which so oh, it seems gosh. all pretty like, yeah. you know. Oh, I, they, they do have a website. I've they do have a website. Okay. There. But yeah. yeah, I think that was part of the concern. People like, these look really cool and yeah. then, you know there was enough as you said a rabid fan base there wanting more but it was like it's a brand new company who at the time you're right probably didn't have a, a great web presence and, and that sort of thing so it felt it felt risky yes. to, to go in at the ground floor yeah and and I think those figures are now out of their release mm-hmm. I think for the most part they're pretty good mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a few concerns around some of the face sculpts but I'd be displaying these with the helmets I think we can um, ask our mate uh, Tilo to uh, yes. give us a bit of a review on on those figures. He's got them in hand, I believe. Yes, he does. That's um, his name, isn't it? <laughs> Tilo. Sure is. T bomb. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the stinger in terms of what Ramen Toys have done. This has frustrated a lot of collectors, right? They're now releasing a, th- a three pack that is going to go live for pre order. I think in the next couple of days, right? And these are toy accurate. In both the face sculpts, in both now the color schemes, and also the fact the first wave, the first release, all the helmets were the same, right? The same sculpt. Yes. Whereas now they're all because in the original line they're all different. So now they're all they're updated, right? So these are essentially the perfect version. This is what people would have wanted in your wave one, and And, the fact that these are coming out so soon, so soon, always the plan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and and they've ouch. called out like they made statements like these will not be released again. Now that's technically true; they're being released as a variant and sure. different color scheme. But the people have just getting these, and now you're releasing a superior version. This this announcement should have been for the bad guys. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like that's that's. How and then you, wait, wait a yeah. year. Let the dust settle, and then, then do you it. can do your '80s version, and people will be happy. Yep. But this is this is good. like if I'd bought the first version, I would be angry by this yes. because these are the ones I want. Now, I'm I'm okay because I I didn't get the first one. They proved their track record. I feel comfortable now going in with this pre-order, mm. but I do feel for people that wanted this version, bought the other ones because that was that all was there was, and, yeah, and, yeah. and that is a bit of a. I think it's a bit of a rookie mistake from Ramen. Yep. To to you don't want to offset your target market this early on. 
And, the, and so now what happens when they, they do their, you know, stylized version of the bad guys, people aren't going to buy in because no. they're like, well, I know six months from now you're going to do the Toy Accurate version. So, nah, I'm not ordering. Right. And then the Toy Accurate one never happens because nobody bought the <laughs> other one. Right. Do you know what I mean? Very, it's, very risky. It's yeah, a self-fulfilling yep. prophecy. Yep. Like, yep, that's it. And, mm. and we're not, uh, you know, like we're not, not known to see the um, toys bring out a character and then reissue them in a variant. Sure. Like taking mm-hmm. away from Super Seven, you know, Baxter Stockman and his um, you know, Ultimates version yep. and his and toy coloured, yeah. and then bang, glow in the dark. Completely different for the niche, you know, collectors. Yep. For the they're still using the same buck. They're getting good money out of that uh, variant, but you know, there's a offset of the collectors out there that love that sort of thing. Now people are getting Muckman. Uh, yeah, you know, the, in that again. sort of um, you know, glow in the dark style and variation and things, and I think that's d- how you do a variation that yes. quickly turn around. Sure, Not like that this. that way is yeah. fine because I've got the Baxter I want. Yep. If I want to jump in on the the weird variant, I can. Yes, yep. If I don't, no no drama. Mm. Yeah, but the if the other way rounds a bit. No, Weird. it's not yeah. not cool. Particularly not cool. with the time for, for such a niche line where it's not many hardcore, you know, hmm. fans out there. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, I can see why how they've upset a lot of people. So I feel yeah. you. For for a person like me, I wouldn't mind some weathered characters. Sure, but yeah. For you know, Mister T out there, uh, he, uh, you know, I can see he's grown up. He's got the original collection. Yeah. He wants a superior a version, version with. Uh, extra articulation and things and uh, to see this come out and being released it's uh, quite frustrating mm, so definitely and and I should have just touched on the scale these are 6 inch mm. um, 1 12th scale 157 centimetres tall so they are smaller than the original Kenner figures mm. but they'll fit in nicely with your if you want to put them in with your Marvel Legends or your yeah. G.I. Joe Classifieds they, they do work so I think these are really cool I'm excited by this announcement the 3 pack the the 80s so going version. In on it? I'd love to go in on mm-hmm. it. It's it's uh, recommended retail price is 269 USD available April 2020. So they're not cheap. That's going to be I reckon that's about like 400 well, Aussie for yeah, 450. That's right for three figures. Yeah, it's it's that's it's, that's that's Super 7 Ultimates prices. It is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and a bit more. But when when are we going to get these again? True. In a, in a, I know. <laughs> wait another three months. I'll do, yeah, do another right. repaint. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for our vintage toy line retrospective. How was that, Mister T? Was that was that more your cup of tea? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, hopefully, and te- we've lost the list. Check the uh, Patreon balance. I think it's going down. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do something now, which is uh, we haven't done for a while, oh, and yes. I think it is time. For a bit of a head-to-head action. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Time to start thinking, because the quiz master's back. All right, I'm going to keep score. It's oh. a, it's a, it's a Ben oh and Frank off. Okay, so <laughs> it sounded a bit. And we'll r- never call it that ever again. <laughs> Didn't intend it to sound like that. Um, <laughs> what this is? This is a quiz. This is our. First Toy Power quiz of 2022, mm. and it's a Who Am I? So I don't know if our international listeners, I think they had Sale of the Century, but I always remember Tony Barber. Tony you'd Barber. do the, you know, the Who Am I, and you'd get to pick from the rotating, you know. Uh, the, the I le- want Red Simons, and he'd spin around, and there'd be like 20 bucks behind him. Uh, was that Sale of the Century? Yeah. I'm thinking Wheel of Fortune. I'm yeah, getting yeah, confused. Yeah. Tony Barber, yep. Sale of the Century. <laughs> but Who Am I? You'll get clues. And the clues will progressively get easier and easier. Right. First one to jump in with the uh, character is the winner. There's ten, so it's a, a best. You jump, oh, wow. If you jump okay. in early and get it wrong, you're, you're out. out. You're out okay, until you're out. there's a, right. gotcha. a, a second okay. wrong A second answer. guess. Okay. Right. All right, so we're going to kick this off mm-hmm. with an action figure. I'm an action figure. I was released in 1997. I come with three accessories I have a push button feature on my back I was manufactured by Playmates my box describes my action feature as with real flesh ripping Kano fist action (laughs) one of my accessories is a spine spear Frank 
It is Tyranno Shredder. It is Tyranno Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ding. One well point done. to Frank. Well the other clues here are I have a tail. Yep. I'm a Shredder variant and I am Tyranno Shredder. Nice. nice. Well done, man. All right, next one. I am part of a beloved vintage toy line. I feature both knee and elbow articulation. I'm wearing predominantly blue attire. I have an action feature. I was a mail away figure and you required to send five proof of purchase barcodes Frank, to get me. Frank. Cobra Commander? It is not Cobra oh. Commander, but it's a very, very good guess. All right. Ben, over to you. I need a year or something to, <laughs> yeah, to, to, yeah. to narrow it hey, down. Cobra Commander yeah, made all the very criteria. Good. Very good. Wow. Very good call. All right. I have black shoes and a tie. Uh, uh, Clark Kent. It uh, is. Yeah, yes, nice. it is. Yep. Kenner's mail away. Clark Kent. One point apiece. Okay, we're moving on to question number three. I am an action figure. I was part of wave five of my toy line. There were no variants of me in my first toy line. When I when my toy line was rebooted, I did not get an action figure. I come with two accessories and they are each cast in different colored plastics. I am described by two names. For example, like Prince Adam. However, my second name does not feature any vowels. <laughs> Unlike many of my counterparts. Uh, ben? Yes. King Randor? It is not King Ooh, Randor. Okay. Very very good guess. This, this clue would have helped you, Ben. Oh, okay. There's <laughs> always a way. <laughs> uh, okay. Unlike many of my counterparts, I did not feature waist or neck articulation. My action feature was sporting a disguise. Sporting a disguise? I am the leader of my faction. Uh, I'm going to guess. I'm thinking Masters and I'm feeling King Hiss. It is King Hiss. Well done. Hiss spelt H-S-S-S. Four, four S's? Yeah, I think yeah. four S's and a, and a H. All right, two points to Frank, one Whew. to Ben. Okay, next one. We're going to mix things up a bit with a vehicle. Mm. I am a vehicle and I was released in 1991. My toy line only received one wave of toys. And I was part of a five-vehicle roster. Of these vehicles, I was one of the most affordable. I am featured being ridden by one of the baddies yeah. on my uh, box. I, I just, oh, uh, ben, Frank, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give that the, to Ben. Uh, oh. just snuck in. Uh, the uh, Toxic Crusaders, the Bone... Uh, crusher. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> uh, the, oh, I need an official the, answer. The, uh, the, what, what name is the, it? The uh, Sewer Cycle. I don't know. It starts with an S. <laughs> What's, go, what, okay, let's go, Frank. Smog Cycle? It is the Smog Cycle. David is screaming at me. To round things out, it's I feature a flag at the rear that has the word Smog Hog. Yeah. One of my features, when you push me, I make noxious noise pollution. I'm a motorcycle. <laughs> I'm part of the Toxic Crusaders tour line, and I am the smog cycle. Um, what, do you, what do you reckon on that one? Should we give it to Ben? Well, he jumped in and didn't give the right answer. <laughs> yeah, I sure. Didn't, I didn't. I no didn't. worries. <laughs> Let you, know, you know who's running this quiz. <laughs> All right, so 3-1 to Frank. Okay, we're moving on. So you're getting close to an unassailable lead here. Okay, I am a 3.7-inch figure. I was released by Kenner. I feature five points of articulation. My character first appears in the second film of a trilogy, which may have been expanded upon by various greedy <laughs> corporations. <laughs> I come with one accessory, which is a blaster. By the end of my toy line, I had a total of three figures. I come with a vinyl cape. I come on a blister card with a photo of me featured on the right of the figure. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> I was portrayed by actor Billy D. Williams. Frank. Ben. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lando Calrissian. <laughs> 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 
I, I was thinking Boba Fett. Think something other than Boba Fett. He doesn't have a cape. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, a vinyl cape. Yeah, yeah. True. Nice. Okay, so it is Lando Calrissian. Yeah. That was the last <laughs> clue. At two to Ben, three points to Frank. Okay, we're going into 1987, and I was released by Hasbro. For a time, I was considered... For the time, for my time, sorry, I was considered highly articulated, uh, despite my small scale. I'm part of a toy line that has the pedigree of coining the phrase action figure. I'm part of a villainous faction. I have three accessories. Naming one would give it away, but the other two (laughs) include a whip, and a leash. I feature red eyes. Uh, uh, ben? Yes? Is it Croc Master? It is Croc Remaining clues are I wear a vest and feature an underwater breathing apparatus. I am a specialist trainer. I work for Cobra. I come with a crocodile. And I am Croc Master. Three points Woo! apiece. All the tension is building. Maybe we can uh, nominate ourselves for a best quiz podcast. Of, uh, <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> we'll come up with a totally original name. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, okay, next question. Question number seven. I was released in 1986. I was manufactured by Hasbro. I come with two accessories, including an electro laser rifle. A year later, in 1987, I was released again. Uh, ben, uh, Hot Rod. It is not Hot oh. Rod. Oh, but a bloody good guess. Because <laughs> I was thinking Hot Rod, Rodimus Prime, yeah. like guns. Uh. Yeah. But this time, I was released as a target master. Okay. With my sidekick being Haywire. <laughs> I am an Autobot. I feature in the 1986 Transformers You're just going to let it run out. <laughs> I transformed from a robot into a cyber, and spell checks got me here because it says I transform into a cyber Tio ban, but T-O-ban. it is it what? is no no what it is is I transform into a cyber, Cybertronian hovercraft. Hovercraft. I like to talk fast. Ah, and, oh, and a popular because <laughs> <laughs> oh, Target Master. All I could think of was uh, you yeah. said Hot Rod. Cup. Bumblebee Cup, Cup had one, yeah. Um, and was... Target Master. They didn't. Bumblebee wasn't a Target Master. Uh, he was I a might pretender. be thinking about the Pretender ones. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I had completely forgotten about Blue, and yeah. I'm going. I was waiting for you to say I am Blue in colours. Like, well, that's still Cup. But... And, <laughs> and Hot Rod had a Target Master. He had Master. one. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And yep. the last clue was a popular English rock band. I think you band. got the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, popular English rock band is named after me. Yeah, nice. Um, and and incidentally, our Toy Power logo is named yes, after that set album from cover. That album from cover. Blur. Yeah, so I remember when we were designing it. We were yeah. in trends like I want it to look like the cover of the Blur album with yep. the colours and the faces. Like, oh yeah, yeah, good and call. Frank pulled it off. All right, so we're up to four three Frank's way. This uh, this will put you in an undefeatable position, Frank. <laughs> You can get this one. All right. And, and a little clue here. I wrote this one in case Scotty was going to be part of this quiz. All right. So I'm five inches in scale. I was released in 1994 by Toy Biz. I was part of a wave of my... I was part of wave one of my toy line. I'm a well-known villain of the Marvel Universe. I feature... Shooting arm action. I wear a hood and a cape. Ben. Ben. Doctor Doom. It is Doctor ah, Doom. <laughs> I was thinking yes, Fantastic Four. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> Mister Fantastic's arms technically is a villain. I had yeah, no idea yeah, yeah, that yeah. Doctor Doom's action feature is like the flying fist. Type yeah, thing. and it is his yeah, fist, fist just punches. Like a it's fist it's thing, a bizarre yeah. kind mm. of feature. Um, final clues. I my hideously disguised, disfigured face is hidden behind a mask. I'm a scientist and I have a PhD. My first name is Victor, and I am Doctor Doom. Nice. All right, four a piece. Here we go. Two to go. <laughs> I am an action figure released in 1995. A year earlier, I debuted as a character in a video game, but my action figure was based on my appearance in a cartoon series that was released to coincide with the action figures. 
My toys only ever received one wave with the line being cancelled with many wave two prototypes being sculpted. I come packed with three accessories. One version of me has these all cast in green plastic and the ben. other in red. Ooh, <sighs> is it Bucky O'Hare? It is not Bucky O'Hare. Oh, Frank, 94. for you. Uh, so 94 was the, uh, the, the, the video the game. Okay. And 95 was the figure. Right. Okay, I feature an action feature which fires my head with the push of a button on my back. My card features the catchphrase, Eat Dirt. One of my accessories is my trusty sidekick, Snot. And the last clue... I am a worm. Earthworm Jim. <laughs> it is Earthworm Jim. <laughs> I honestly, that was a bit of a guess because it wasn't wasn't twigging for me. It wasn't Doctor Worm from They Might Be Giants. It was, <laughs> in fact, Earthworm Jim. Okay, Ben, you can you can salvage this um, with going down to the wire. The final. <laughs> you question. got a tiebreaker question? I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Who runs these? But I, I can make one. I can Darren style. I can try and make one up. Glancing around. We can share the honors. Room. We'll see. Okay, <laughs> I am a female. I was released in 1992. I have only ever had two action figures: this one that I'm talking about, and a figure released by NECA in 2021 as part of a four-pack. I was a key character. Frank. Irma. It is Irma. Oh, yes. dude. Well Irma. done, man. I was well like, done. there's not many yeah. four-packs that Necker have done yeah. with females in them. Yeah. Yes. No, nicely done. I was a key character in the animated series. I come, This is an interesting one. I come with a whopping seven accessories mm-hmm. cast in both green plastic, and red, red plastic, and blue. One of my accessories features a lenticular sticker, which, of course, is the TV. television. TV, yep. I'm part of a Toon subline. I'm a friend and colleague of April O'Neil. I am Toon Irma. Nice. Frank takes this one out in a nail bite. Well done, man. I should have got that Tyranno show. <laughs> <laughs> I did try and write one with someone in yeah, mind. Yeah, for each that's cool. Though, no, so yeah, you that's could, cool. Uh, but, yeah, Frank did snipe yeah. your Tyranno show. And... Um, Frank, you you get to retain the uh, Golden Leonardo oh, trophy then. Yes, uh, yep, I'll is... keep that uh, where it's been for quite a while since our last quiz. Yes, so <laughs> that is it. Hey, um, we do have a little bit of time maybe just to give an update on Darren's collection and mm-hmm. where that's at because we have had um, some pretty significant milestones occur there. Do you want to talk us through the... The, the entry into the yeah. Frank database. So one of the, the tasks that we've sort of been doing almost every other day, um, you know, the guys would come around to my place and we'd, we'd go through the boxes and, and catalogue everything. We needed to, you know, if we we're going to sell this stuff, we needed to know what was there. And uh, we sort of hit a milestone where, you know, I was the, the data entry guy and the guys would all go through the boxes and then uh, Scotty turns to me at one point and goes, that's it. I'm like, what do you mean that's it? Because this is the very last box. This is the very last item. This is it. This is the last thing. And I'm like, it's one of those things. It's a bit like moving house. When you finish packing all the boxes, there's this surreal moment where you're like, this was always the end goal, but I can't believe we're finally here. I mean, this is something that's been going on since basically September. And he hands me this, uh, it's probably like a 124 scale. I want to say uh, 1966 Batmobile in, you know, in a little case, everything. Um, you know, beautiful sort of replica, and that was the final entry that we put into uh, of Darren's collection, which I thought was nice and fitting. That you know, it was the the Adam West styled uh, Batman Batmobile, so that was a, a, a serene and you know little moment. Yeah, so it does mark a, a pretty significant milestone to catalog, um, you know, all the carded figures and, and get that all locked away. Um, and uh, one one of the you know, obviously part of what we've been doing is trying to get some of those figures out to people that would love to have a mm. um, part of his collection. And, and if, if you haven't got one yet, I know Jose reached out to me and we'll definitely make sure he gets something from, from the collection as well. So don't worry if, you, if we haven't been in touch with you uh, up to this point. Um, but it's it's all done and, and, and we have been, and we are now getting stuff that people have sort of put on hold mm. over to them and that, that'll start shipping out very shortly. We're keen to obviously get all your orders out um, if you're part of that group. So it'll be lovely to... I actually had a chat to Mary 
uh, yesterday um, on a status update. And, and a big part of what she wanted was for a lot of this stuff to go to people that knew Darren, people yep. that, uh, you know, to, to have a bit of, you know, his collection live on. So I gave her an update of sort of where we're at and, and what had uh, been been promised to certain people. So that was that was lovely. And she was so happy to, to know that they were going to, to those sort of collections. Um, but one of the things we wanted to do with what's remaining mm. is try and sell it, you know, as one big lot to a to a, a vendor, and that would give you know Mary and Jeff the the cash up front, rather than us trying to slowly sell off thousands yeah. and thousands of items over what would probably take you know years. five mm. five plus years to do. Well, it's taking a lot of real estate up in your garage, oh, yeah. sort of thing. So, and and that's not. You know, we we looked at the options of um, hiring a space, you know, and things, but then that's just more money just that we have to. Yeah, outlay. I mean, you could and be paying we, five grand a year just yeah. for a, a storage space to house it, which would very quickly eat into yeah. really yeah. the the proceeds. And, and, and like you know, we joke about me going and set up a shop soon. But that's what we need to do. We almost yep. need to have it all on shelves so we can just pick it. Yep. Right now, uh, we're sort of going through um, some people's orders and things that we've got. And it's very difficult to open a box and pick it and then have mm. to go back almost to the same box and make sure that we haven't missed anything. Mm. Well, there's so hundreds of boxes just to it's put just it in. Not, it, we're yeah. just not in the landscape to sell it. We're not, we're not and, a store, so yeah. we... we we've made an offer to some stores to effectively go hey once you know we've got the stuff that people have ordered to say we have this what is you know I don't want to say the remains it's still an amazing amount of items and an amazing collection and we in order to move it quickly to give that sort of cash up front to Mary and Jeff we've been speaking to some vendors basically who let's you know we made jokes about us having to quit our jobs to be able to sell this stuff well there are people who they're their job is to sell toys, yeah. and, and those are the sort of people we've been speaking to. Yeah, so we're, we're probably not in a position to say any more than no. that, but we're we're very close to um, you know closing a deal on that, and um, yeah, I guess we'll keep keep you updated. But yep. it's a big milestone, huge relief, and and Mary and Jeff are extremely happy yeah. with the um, offer that's been floated around. Mm. So uh, I. I Darren's dad, Jeff, does has had heart problems in the past, and so always care. You know, he doesn't he doesn't sit down and watch tense football games anymore. I think right. under the doctor's orders. So I was very conscious when I dropped a number to him mm. um, that it was <laughs> probably. Are you sitting down? Jeff? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just take just take a deep breath because it's quite a quite a large sum. So they were just blown away um, by that and and how we'd managed to kind of get it to that position because obviously, like you said, there's a lot of work. Um, to get it to the point where sort of those numbers are being put forward, so it's 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 to me it was a huge weight mm. getting to that point, putting the final item into the spreadsheet, seeing it all boxed up, yep. and now you know going out to a potentially a new home yep. very shortly. And I know there are a lot of listeners out there who would love to own something from Darren's collection, and we still have the loose collection yes, so don't, uh, don't to, to go yeah. through. Uh, the loose collection is another beast that we haven't even touched yet. So please yep. don't uh, hit us up and say, oh, you know, have you got this? Have you got that? We haven't even touched it yet. We're just dealing with the massive uh, influx of uh, carded collection that we need to move because it's taking up too much space. And then we plan to uh, sort of individually uh, piece together the loose collection, make sure, w work out what's complete, what's not complete, yep. what's um, broken, what's not broken. Because mm. some figures, uh, you know, for masters, for example, their legs fall off, tend yep. to fall off after, you know, 35 years or 40 years. So we're just going to go through that over the next course of, let's say, nine months or something. And we're going to physically, um, you know, in person try and sell them. And there might be some offers on the page uh, for, you know, those that mm. um, don't, that want to, uh, have something from Darren's collection and uh, that's when you know we'll be in a position to maybe say yes we do have it or no we don't so yeah. can't can't um, tell you what we don't know that we have at this exactly, point exactly exactly we need to move some stuff in order to make free some area up so yeah. we can sort again yep. yeah but I, I'm, the the carded stuff was is just voluminous yeah. right whereas um, this is going to be a, a match in all our toy expertise now. <laughs> and, and obviously the internet and, and everyone will make that easier. But, you know, maybe we'll keep track of who can 
you know, match up the most things and oh, running tally. Imagine the yeah. pose. I just need to identify these these six thousand four hundred like <laughs> guns that all look the same. Like the good thing, yeah. I, like, I I collect a lot of the same lines that Darren collected. So I've got a you know like Turtles, Masters, DC, a lot of Batman stuff. Um, I've got a pretty good idea of what goes with what. It's those, it's those Kenner like crazy Batman accessories oh, that's going to do us in because you go, how many giant, massive red hooked missiles came with those sorts of you know sort of early nineties oh, sort of figures? That's I'm going to struggle once you get into Forever, Batman yep. Forever, and uh, Batman and Robin. I'm out. Yeah, but but up up well, to that point. Well, if it's Chrome, you know it's Batman and Robin, right? right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that, that's where the Chrome shortage of two, 1997 came from because it's basic. They used they, it all they, up. They burnt it out. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's all gone. All right. Well, that's it. That's an update from from that, and I think that pretty much gets us to time. I know we're probably a little bit under, but we went over in our last episode, so we might wrap this one now. Um, ben, you don't have any updates. You're, you're still Your here stuff. for a I'm, I'm still a here, bit. and yep. we have a pretty darn big milestone episode. Uh, Ooh, yes, we, next one. Yeah, actually. Is it yeah. 250? Yes. Yeah, so we haven't got uh, a whole <laughs> haven't lot. Got a clue. <laughs> we, we, we've thrown ideas around and things, but COVID is still a real issue. And, mm. and I, hate to, I hate to be that guy that uses COVID as an excuse, mm. but in reality, uh, it is... It is the excuse, you know. We're still at. Um, well, we were talking. One of our ideas was something like that was in, in person, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so we're just not sure if we can actually get that going mm. with the way that uh, you know at the moment. So we might maybe push that to aim for three hundred mm. and do something, um, you know, in person special for two two fifty. But look, we'll we'll work something out, and I'm sure uh, we'll surprise you or. or um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, I'm surprised because, yeah, we haven't got anything. <laughs> It'll be a surprise this one is, way This is the other. magic of them not seeing us sweating. <laughs> That's the humidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be able to hear, but I'm just um, I'm going to miss my wife's birthday, which she was Ooh. pretty uh, quick to remind me about. Um, <laughs> I'm going to miss potentially the toy fair, which I'm, I'm yeah. very, you know, equally bummed about as well as my wife's birthday. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to ki- miss the kids' second uh, vax and things. Just yeah. little things like that where I should be there yep. to uh, celebrate little milestones and things. But, um, look, you know, this is the the way of the world. And I, I feel this is an important thing for me to do yep. in, in my in work career. career. Absolutely. Uh, but, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, we'll just take it by you. Yep. Cool. All right. Thanks, everyone, for your ongoing support and for tuning in to another episode of Toy Power. To all our patrons, thank you so much for your chatter on the Discord. I was inspired by the game of Who Am I, which has really taken off. It's a wonderful game that is being played at the moment where you take a photo of a little part of an action figure and first person to guess and keeps the game going. So that was very much the inspiration for the quiz this time. So thanks for that. And we hope you're all well Take care, and we will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast, at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.